One. Welcome back to Dial H for Heroclix. This is episode 211. My name is Chris Britton. I'm your host, so let's go. Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products, so check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio today is my sexy ranch hand co-host for yet another episode of Dial H, Calder Ness. What's going on, man? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. As we like to do here on Dial H, we're going to start off with, uh, this is back to a regular episode for us. This is the first episode back since Origins, so what we're going to do is talk about what made us happy this week. Calder, you want to start us off? Yes, I saw Jurassic World in theaters this Friday. Yeah, in theaters. I didn't watch it really on my laptop. <clears throat> no, I didn't see it in theaters. But yeah, no, I absolutely love Jurassic World. I love Chris Pratt as a human being so much, and the more I see him in movies, the more I realize that we have a deep connection, that we are the exact same person. From Parks Rex to Jurassic World, I'm completely sold on it. But you're definitely smarter than his character from Parks and Rex, right? I hope so. It's not, no, it's I would not definitely hard. Say, I would definitely <laughs> say I am smarter. I do not live in a pit. I, I don't. I'm not in a band called Mouse Rat, so I, I think I'm smarter. If you're not li if you're not living in a pit and in a band named Mouse Rat, are you really living though? <sighs> Debatable, Chris. All right. Well. I went to Virginia for about a week, which put us off schedule. This is a day later than we normally record, so those of you that are out there and were waiting for us, I apologize. Calder and I apologize. Traveling and scheduling conflicts just got in the way, but I'm back now, and that's what made me happy this week is I'm travel fatigued right now between, <laughs> between going to Europe and then going to Origins and then going to Virginia. I'm just happy to be home. So. Oh, man. I, I totally agree with you. When I finally got home at 12 o'clock that night, I didn't even get to sleep in my bed until three days later. I hate tra uh, traveling. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that's what made me happy this week. But there are a few things in the spectrum of hero clicks. That's why we're here. That made me happy this week if you are um, just living under a, a rock, I guess, and you didn't know this. A bunch of stuff came out for the Batman animated series, but that's a little bit later. Let's get into some news first. As always, what we are about to talk about are articles that we are going to link in the podcast show notes. So if you want to go read these articles at your leisure, that's fine with us. Go do it. First article that we have this week is from io9 Gizmodo. Gizmodo is a uh, we pull random stuff from them from time to time. I like this one because it's an update to something that we've been talking about on the podcast for quite a while now. It's an update to the Disney and Fox merger. The last time that we knew, uh, Comcast had swept in and kind of outbid Disney to acquire Fox. So we'll go back a little bit. It was looking like Disney was going to buy Fox for $52 billion. Yes, that's with a B. And then Comcast came in, and they're like, no, no, bro. We're, we we want to give you $65 billion. 
Fox, just just give us the rights to the Fantastic Four. I don't think you emphasize that enough. Comcast came in. Comcast. Yeah. yeah. Now, oh. a, a little bit of more information about that was part of the $52 billion from Disney's original offer was uh, stock in Disney. Okay. Well, Comcast came in with a $65 billion offer, and not only was it higher, it was a cash value, not stock. Because everybody's crazy about Comcast stock. <laughs> so, well, yeah, well, there's that. But, I mean, if, you're, if your options are stock or cash, you're probably going to cash. Oh, no, all the way, so, yeah. So what right. was the holdup? Why was uh, Fox holding out? Well, they couldn't get the $65 billion as fast as Fox wanted them to get it. And they were like, hey, we need some time. Give us some time, and we'll get you $65 billion. And then Disney, the god emperor mouse of all entertainment, at some point in the future, I almost guarantee you, the United States government has got to step in and stop this monopoly eventually because they're just going to keep acquiring more and more properties. That's my prediction. But they swept in and outbid Comcast with a $70 billion offer. So that's where we're sitting right now. The new $70 billion deal that is from Disney. Disney's just walking up. Comcast, sit down. The big boys are talking. <laughs> so that's where we're sitting right now. I just thought that was interesting. I wanted to update everybody on that. So there's that. Go read that article if you want. The next article is from, I think this is IGN. Uh, it's called Marvel's The Eternals Movie Explained is the next big MCU franchise about Thanos' race. So at this point, you probably know that the Eternals are uh, a race of people that in Marvel Comics were mistaken for gods, and that's why you know a what? lot of them... You know what? play, you know, we know the Eternals as those really annoying sideline pieces to Unimind, but whatever. Yeah, but they actually have an amazingly complex background story, and it, it does get kind of convoluted, but... Jack Kirby is the person that actually invented the Eternals, and a lot of stuff that he made was convoluted. So anyway, long story short, there is a hypothesis out there that the next real branch that Marvel is going to go into and take another chance on is going to be the Eternals, which is a-okay with me because I love the Eternals. Because that worked out for their last space-themed family. Yeah, totally. yeah absolutely. Totally. So, Guardians, everyone thought, though, this... Oh, I was talking be... about humans. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, wait. No, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, so, Guardians came out of left field. No one thought it was going to be as great as it was. And then look what happened. Eternals are now kind of up to bat, or at least that's what a lot of people are talking about. I got pretty excited. Go read this article. Not only does it give you the um, brief little idea that this might come into fruition but also it goes into the background story of the eternals there's a movie attached or a video attached with it and then it talks about the deviants which are like the antithesis if you will of the eternals they're like their eternal enemy oh i didn't even mean to do that look at that <laughs> but um, i know right Okay, so that's all we got on news this week. But here at Dial H, we like to bring you up-to-date information about the game of Heroclix as well as the nerd-related content. We are going to jump into quite a few previews, but there are so many previews with the Batman animated series to get through, we cannot possibly get through them all. Calder and I 
chosen the ones that we wanted to talk about as well as all the chases because we need to talk about these chases. We okay? have to. We have got to talk about these. But before we do that, before we jump into Batman the Animated Series, I have this to tell you, Calder. I like turtles. <laughs> I hate this set, by the way, the unplugged set. It's so bad. But there's a, there's a couple of things in there that are actually worth getting. Why don't you tell me about one of them? I bet people were just grinding their teeth throughout the entire opening, like, just talk about the dials already! But anyways, here is Alopex. We saw her at the cage thing in Origin. She has animal assassin martial arts. Two traits, two dumb traits. She ignores hindering and elevated for movement purposes. First trait is Cursed Blades of Vengeance. When Alopex hits an opposing character, give them a curse token. Characters with one or more curse tokens modify attack, negative one and any attack made by those characters that misses all targets becomes a critical miss all right that's <laughs> that's stupid let's read the next trait figure out how more stupid it is catch a tiger by the tail at the beginning of the game choose an opposing character alopex modifies attack value by plus one when attacking the chosen character and modifies defense value by plus one when being attacked by the chosen character so if you focus one character they have a curse token. Now, Alopex is rocking a 19 defense with shape change in the Super Senses top dial, potentially a 20 defense down dial. Never below a 19 defense. Let's just get that out of the way, except for 18 defense. Anyways, never below an 18 defense when that one character is targeting her. Also, so top dial, we're looking at no special combat symbols. There's only 90 points. No range. This, this sort of helps balance things out, quote-unquote. They are unique. Hypersponics... Blah. Hypersonic speed with an 11 movement. 10 attack precision strike, plus 1 if they're targeting their chosen character. 18 defense, plus 1 if the character is targeting them, with super senses. 3 damage to shape change. Keeps that set up for 2 clicks, sort of. And then gets probably controlled in the last 4 clicks. A special speed power with blades and combat reflexes on the last 3 clicks. The speed power is, of course, just something super easy and not good at all. Charge and flurry. You know, whatever. So... Ignoring all this for movements, everything but blocking, pretty much. No, this figure's dumb. This figure's super dumb. It is by far one of the best figures that they have shown us for the turtle this set. set. I honestly, now this is just meta talking about the set itself, not Alapex anymore. I do think the set is pretty much hands down garbage. I kind of figured that that was going to be the case. Everything that I've seen has basically been uh, foot soldiers. And the super rares with the sculpt reuse. And that, that's basically all that's in the set. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't super excited about any of that, but this Alapex is actually really good. Really good. So, For the but, amount of people who aren't going to buy a lot of this set, she is going to be a lot on the secondary market. You calling think so? I think so. I'm calling it out. I think she's really good. I think she'll pop up on a few meta teams. All right, let's monitor that, and we will see... Uh, but let's move on to Batman. The animated series is hitting me right in the nostalgic feels. So I want to start off this week by talking about my girl Zatanna. Because I love Zatanna hey. in, in, in the animated series. I thought she was so cool. This was actually my first inch, like uh, viewing of Zatanna as a character. Because I didn't know about DC Comics when I was in the middle of the country when I was like 10 when the show came out or something. Uh, so... Yeah, Zatanna, this is my Zatanna. So, number 61, 
Yep. I think. Oh, God. Okay, all right. Super rare. But she comes in at 75.6 range, no special combat symbol. She has one trait, but let's do the keywords first. Justice League and Celebrity and Mystical. Uh, the trait is the Justice League Unlimited trait. Now, a few of these characters are going to have that trait, so I'm going to read it once so we don't have to cover it again. Uh, we did cover it on a previous episode, I believe, but this is, it says, at the beginning of your turn, roll a d6, and if you roll a 6, remove an action token from another friendly character with the Justice League keyword that's 100 points or less. So I did make a prediction that all of the Justice League were going to be like, 100 points or less, they definitely are pretty much sticking with that mostly uh, for this set. Uh, I did not realize this the first time I read it, but I think, and Calder and I were talking about this, I think that you can roll for every single character on your force that has this trait independently. Yep. So that Since seems... It is not a unique modifier. Yeah, it, it seems awesome. <laughs> it seems like... Oh, hey, I'm going to build a theme team of this Justice League for the set, and you're going to have, like, five people on it. you get got to roll five times at the beginning of the thing. That's pretty good odds when you get to roll that often to remove an action token from a friendly character on your force. And now it's another, but, I mean, come on. If you're rolling it five times, that sounds pretty awesome. She does have Mystic's team ability, like you would expect a Zatanna to have. Now here's where it gets pretty freaking awesome. She has top dial, sidestep, seven speed, 10 attack with a special attack power that gives her... It's called Magic Powers and Showmanship. Penetrating Psychic Blast, Telekinesis, and free, generate a Bat Bystander token. Now, she can only have a max of two of these on the field at once, but it's a free action, so who cares? Uh, so her base damage is two for that pin side, but the Bat... Uh, actually, I'm going I'm to save that because it's a different dial entirely, kind of, but and keep going with the Zatanna. 18 defense, top dial with super senses, a special damage power that is called What's With the Backwards Speak. It gives her perplex and probability control. So, for 75 points, just with her alone, not including the bats, that's three pin side from six range. That doesn't actually sound that good, but add the bats... She can have two of those. They both have they have um, two speed flight, of course, because it's a bat, with sidestep. Which is huge. Um, zero attack, 14 defense, zero damage with a special damage power. It is a tiny character. And the special damage power is called adorable and helpful, which gives them enhancement and shape change. So the enhancement, pop out two of those, sit them right next to Zatanna. You have... Four damage Pinsai coming from a 75-point character that also has probability control. Yeah, she's pretty good. She's pretty good. Chris, that's dumb. Double enhancement? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, uh. that's, that's just for her. Now, that there's so many things you can do with those bats, obviously, especially if you park them next to multiple other people. They are tiny, so you can shoot right over them, so you can park yep. them right in front of multiple people and make all kinds of stupid, dumb crazy ranged attacks but for just this figure alone she's already really good now i don't i think they screwed this up they didn't give autonomous to the bat which is that I, a thing yet i know we saw it on a few other dials well they they put it on uh they put it on the maps for this same set 
So why that is put true, it on? and they were used on animals. So you would think that the bats would fall into that category, but I guess not. So the bats are not autonomous, but they do have sidestep. But even if you wanted to do anything with them, it's not like you're going to attack with them and they can only move two squares. But you never know when those two squares might come in handy, you know? And it would just be better if they're free to move around. But, Very true. So that's Zatanna. I really think she's good. It is definitely going to be one of the characters I'm going to be picking up. You better hope it pulls, too. Uh, no, Zatanna's dumb. I absolutely love her so much. Yeah, the question is kind of, is she better than the other one? I would say probably, but I will just skip on over. My first pick of this set is Lex Luthor. He finally got spoiled today. Sadly, it's a little bit of a cop-out. He is sharing the suited henchman sculpt a little bit here. It's a different head sculpt, but, you know, it's fine. Lex Luthor versus suit. He's a rare. He's 044 on the set. He is Legion of Doom Metropolis politician scientist keywords. He's from uh, The Return, just as League Unlimited. He has four clicks of life. He's only 50 points. This is a more ha-ha-ha evil mastermind, Lex Luthor. He has two traits. First one is diplomatic immunity. Lex Luthor takes a maximum of one damage, as long as he's adjacent to a friendly character. And his second trait, to make that not stupidly broken, his first trait, who do you think is really in charge here? Characters can't choose Lex Luthor for using mastermind. Obviously, it would be dumb if they could just mastermind all that damage and just ping Lex for one. So that's actually some nice balancing there. So GG WizKids. His special damage power he has for his first two clicks of life is leadership, outwit, and perplex, which is absolutely amazing. Top dial, he has 7 speed with stealth, 9 attack with uh, totally naked, 18 defense, super senses, and then, like I said, 1 damage, that special damage power. His first two clicks are the exact same. His last two clicks are just plasticity and outwit with a 7 speed, 8 attack, 17 defense, and 1 damage. He's complete support. I think this Lex Luthor is absolutely dumb. Outwit and leadership, top dial with perplex is absolutely amazing. Now, depending on the team, so if there is Legion of Doom, Metropolis, uh, any characters in that team that actually have support can be huge for Lex Luthor to keep him top dial. Besides that, he's going to soak up a ton of damage for your team. He's not going to be one shot. He already has super senses and an 18 defense. I am absolutely digging this Lex Luthor, and I would say he's better than the last president Lex Luthor we got, which was, what, world's finest? So, yeah, I love this guy. Here's what I'm wondering, because, correct me if I'm wrong here, but is this the only figure that we have seen with the Legion of Doom keyword from this set so far? So far? Yeah, that's what I've noticed. You know, I think so, and there are so many of them that they could actually make. Solomon Grundy, Cheetah, Black Manta, a bunch of characters that they could make, so I really hope that they fill out that sub-theme for this set so, because I mean they're already making a bunch of actual Justice League characters so why not fill it out with the Legion of Doom so they can fight each other yeah that's what I'm hoping but he's actually really good good use of it's 50 points right 50 points yes. so good stuff good stuff my next pick is actually going to be the Flash I love this so much because it's just so flavorful and it's ripped directly from the show one of the lines on here so uh, we are coming in at a whopping – excuse my phone decides to not work at all. Okay, cool. Coming in at 75 points, we have six clicks of life. He has no special combat symbols. He has 13 speed with hypersonic speed as a flash should have, 10 attack naked, 18 defense with, with uh, energy shield deflection, three damage with a special damage power, and he also has the Justice League team ability. 
So, what does the special damage power do? It's called Yoo-Hoo over here. This is the best part about that. The rest of this, I'll fill in. But this is the best part about the figure. And this is directly ripped from uh, the show. Probability control. When the Flash uses it, if he is being targeted in the attack and the attack misses him, after resolutions, you may place him within three squares and line of fire of the attacker. So, he can basically just kind of teleport around the map like a Flash should be able to do. Um, this is I, this is Wally West, right? From It was not Barry Allen back in... Yeah, Wally West from the animated series. He's uh, more fun, jovial. He makes jokes in the animated series. So when this, he's like, yoo-hoo, over here. He's just zipping around, letting people miss him all over the place, which I thought was super fun, super flavorful. And I just, he's really good. Now, he does have the Justice League Unlimited trait, as you would expect. Central City, Justice League, Speedster, keywords. And then he also has a special speed power that he gets when he loses the just vanilla hypersonic speed and that's going to be called machine gun punches which gives him sidestep and flurry so is he the best flash ever made no but he is really fun he does drop down to like nine attack on two of his six clicks and he only has two base damage to do anything with so that's not real great but i just love he does get probability control and he's already rocking like 20 defense from range so he's going to be pretty difficult to hit and i just hope that that does some like unbelievably fun uh positioning for my games that i play with him in the future just be like ah, oh, you know what i think i want him over here completely out of harm's way and stuff like that i think that's fun absolutely and the main thing i look for in a flash especially when i think back to the unlimited show he was like some of the best parts of like most episodes because he's hilarious so you just want Flash to be annoying to your team and hilarious and fun to play for yourself. Next up, I'm going to hit you guys with... I really want to talk about this Mr. Freeze, but he's only an Uncommon. So I'm actually going to talk about Clayface, because a lot of people like Clayface. So we'll go over it. it. It was one of my favorite episodes, too. So, Clayface, Super Rare, 056 in the set. Gotham City Underworld, Brute, Celebrity, and Monster. He's 125 points. He is eight clicks long. He is the Batman enemy team ability. He has one trait, renew, shape change, period, when Clayface uses it and succeeds. Give him a renew token whenever Clayface rolls a single D6 for a power that he is using. After rolling, you may remove any number of renew tokens and increase the result by plus one for each token removed. The best part about this is some... Things in the past where you would roll a D6, it would say add the plus one before you roll, so you might end up not needing it. Instead, you get to see after you roll, and it's like, oh, I definitely need to pot that down. So if you succeed on shape change, which you have traded, you can potentially use it in all these other D6 rolls. And his entire battle is filled with powers you need to roll a D6 for. So he has four clicks of Impervious, two clicks of Super Senses, and then two clicks of Regeneration. In the middle parts of his dial, click 2 through click 6, he has a special damage power, uncontrolled shifting, battle fury, giant reach, giant reach X, and X is the number of renewed tokens Clayface has. So if you're really freaking good at rolling for shape change, you can have potentially a huge reach. Now, he doesn't actually have charge with those clicks on some of them. So his second click, he has plasticity, his fourth and fifth, he has plasticity, and then on three and six, he has charge. Also, he has charge top dial. So not having charge through most of that middle-ish dial slur, it's really about 
can really help since you have a giant reach. Potentially. Potentially a giant reach. Also, his sculpt's amazing. His giant axe hand. Top dial. I already kind of said what his defense powers were and his damage power, so I'll just go over his top two clicks. He has charge and blades. Blades for two clicks. I mean, it, it goes charge, plasticity, charge, plasticity, plasticity, charge, plasticity, plasticity. Then his attack is blades, blades, super strength, super strength, blades, blades, poison, poison. Uh, I really like this clayface. He was one of my favorite Batman villains in the show, and I think he plays really well. He's very themey. I just want to say that by far the best part about this figure is the sculpt. Oh, totally. It is oh exactly gosh. what I wanted him to look like, which I don't really say that very often. Good job, kids. But <laughs> it, it really, it looks really nice. So... I'm not one of those people that gets really lucky on shape change rolls. I mean, if you listen to our Origins episode, you know how I did on Super Sense rolls. So I may not play this character that often, but they did a really good job on this sculpt. The last figure I want to talk about before we transition over to the chases is something that I did not expect to be as awesome as it was. And it's so good. All right, we have the probably only duo click in this in this entire set. That's what I'm guessing. That's a prediction. Hawkman and Hot Girl, number 60. We got another super rare coming in at 125 points. It is very reminiscent of the Iron Fist Power Man duo click where you can switch back and forth between them, only better, like way better. So as far as special combat symbols, you have Flight and Indom. For range. I doubt you'll use the range, but you might. So there it is. We have, as far as keywords, a just nest of keywords. All-Star Squadron, Justice League, Justice Society, Mystical, Past, Police, and Warrior keywords. So it's not like it's going to be hard to put them on any kind of theme team. We have Improved Movement, Ignores Characters, On Top of the Flight. So, yeah, that's not good. Does have the Justice League Unlimited, but it is like the only figure that's over 100 points that you will not be able to take action tokens off, so womp womp about that one. But that's okay. Just play it on a theme team with the rest of the Justice League, and you might be pulling off tokens from them anyway. But it has a trait that's really dumb called Eternal Love and Eternally Cursed. At the beginning of your turn, you may turn Hawkman and Hawk Girl's dial to the same click number of a different color. When Hawkman and Hawk Girl would be KO'd, you may instead turn them to click number one of a different color, and they can't use this trait for the rest of the game, Protected Pulse Wave. So they don't even score the points for it. I just want to point that out. It's a, it's kind of like a stop click where you just get to put, put them right back on click number one of whatever you weren't using. Um, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. And then on top of that, it has another trait. So there's no special powers on this whole dial, but there's three traits. The last trait is called Brings Aerial Mobility to the Team. Sidestep, but may move up to three squares <laughs> instead. Modify attack plus one when targeting only characters without flight. I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of characters without flight. Especially in this set, sealed. <laughs> yes. So... Its base attack on both dials is 11. So you're going to be swinging a 12 attack on most of your opponents, which is sweet, with the sidestep 3, which is sweet. So let's do, uh, let's do the 
hot girl dial. I, I'm only saying that this is the hot girl dial because I read the flavor text on them, and I remember them, like her actually saying this stuff from watching the show. But the hot girl dial looks like this. She has charge with 10 speed, 11 attack with quake, 18 defense with invul, 3 damage with uh, empower. Each of these dials are 5 clicks long. So you got your charge quaker right there with uh, with hot girl. With hot man, you have a completely different power set, which is fantastic, which is 10 speed with hypersonic speed. That's not dumb. 11 attack with precision strike, 18 defense with super senses, and 3 damage with outwit. This is a beastly character. It ignores characters for movement, so you just sidestep away. You pick the, uh, the dial that you need for that turn. You just punch people in the face, hit them with your maces until they just can't take anymore. It's really dumb. At the end of the hot girl dial, she has flurry, 10 attack with battle fury. That's not good. And then at the end of the Carter Hall dial, you have charge, combat reflexes, and empower. So his end dial kind of resembles her beginning dial. But his beginning dial is just so dumb. Now, I can't... There's nothing else... They showed um, two sides of this card, but they didn't name any of the... No, they named some of the powers from each dial, but not all of the powers in this picture. So it's either a like a fold-out card or they just left out parts. It's definitely a fold-out card, I would say. I Let's imagine. hope... Let's hope. Yeah. There's not even a significant appearance, so... No, I'm sorry, that's a lot. Yeah, there is. Come yeah, on. Ancient oh History. Uh, Justice League Unlimited Ancient History. So, I don't know. Did I mention she has the... He, she has the JLA... They. Team ability. I mean, that's that's something. That's the Okay, can I tell you... Can I just rant a little bit? I, I hate everything about this style. So, I'm never going to... <laughs> I, I can see the future, and I absolutely hate it. I, I'm, I'm never going to run this piece. I'm not a big enough Hawkman Hot Girl fan to run this piece, nor am I a big enough Justice League fan to run this piece. They are amazing. But let me tell you what's going to happen in every single freaking game I play, Chris. They're going to choose hypersonic speed right away, or not, it doesn't matter. Because they're going to hypersonic speed. They can do all the way up, or not, it doesn't matter, once again. I'm going to have to, A, track down this piece, who has an effective 13 movement. Oh, they ignore characters, so they can charge five squares, and then just sidestep three squares back into some kind of protection, which is dumb. So once I get past their invulnerability, that's the easiest stuff to get past. If I can get past invulnerability and toughness, boom. That's actually kind of easy, because Pen Blast is pretty frequent, and so is Outwit. But then I'm going to have to track down a hypersonic speed piece with super senses and an 18 defense and outwit. And then once I finally get that bird shot out of the sky, they've got a 19, a 17 <laughs> with combat reflexes, Chris. Are you – ah! I, I'm going to get so frustrated. I just know it. I just know it. And they just ignore characters for breakaway because why not? That's not dumb. I kind uh, of wish, not for my sake, uh, but just to like make you even more angry, that it would have been a 100-point dial so that the Justice League – unlimited trait would trigger on it just so it would like randomly get tokens taken oh off of it God. by the t by its teammates that would be hilarious this this figure is so good <laughs> hey they are good uh, you, you've uh, hypersonic speed in 10 and then sidestep away for three okay and now wait all right <laughs> so hypersonic um, speed all the way if you want Outwit my charge or running shot or whatever. Sidestep three squares behind a wall. Great. My life yeah. sucks. 
So on the uh, picture with the dial information, right next to the character image, it says character designed for hero clicks by Jordan. This is blurry, so I may not get these names right. Jordan Bean, John Nope, I don't know, Kyle Robinson, which is the 2016 hero clicks team world champions. So this is designed by the fans, which is probably why it's awesome. God, I hate you. I hate you all so much. I mean, I, I love you guys. Good job. You won Team Worlds. That's really amazing. But why do you hate me? Huh. So good. I'm definitely going to pick up this piece oh. as well. So shout out to a figure we're not talking about is the Prime Clock King, which was made by the 2016 national champion, uh, Scott Crampton. Uh, we're not talking about it, but I just since we mentioned them, we, we might as well mention him too. Right on. Uh, so I will talk about the last super rare or, that I want to talk about in this set, which is Bane. So Bane's amazing. He has the 002, uh, this is a trait, Venom Harness attached. So all of the objects are looking to be in the super rare category. The 00, uh, S001 is probably going to be a Batman, so that's probably going to be 049 or 48 or something. That's got to be the title Batman. That's what I would imagine, so. And then the 003 is the Christmas present. That's going to be on 054, the Joker. We're also not talking about him, but he's really good for 75 points. Let's just talk about Bane for a second. What does the harness do, Will? The harness is effect-free. So you choose. You can choose to do this as a free action. It's not constantly, which is very important, because if this was constantly happening, Bane is going to die in five turns. This turn, this character can use Battle Fury and modifies his combat values except range by plus one. At the end of your turn, roll a d6, 1 through 3, deal this character 1 unavoidable damage. It's also worth 7 points. Uh, it's the cheapest way to get Battle Fury now in the game, and you can choose when you want Battle Fury, so it doesn't actually neuter your character with range, which is really, really good. Also, it allows them to be carried, and since it's a free action, they can be carried, and then you can say Battle Fury, so that way they don't get mind-controlled or something next turn. I really, really like the harness. Bane himself has a special attack power and a special damage power. Uh, feel your spine crumble in my hands. When Bane hits one or more characters with a close attack, hit characters modify their attack and damage values by negative one until your next turn, which is also really good. By the way, he has improved movement, ignores blocking terrain. He's one of the few characters that can bust through blocking terrain and destroys while he moves through it. He has gotten to the underworld assassin and brutes. I don't know if I said that before, just getting it all covered. His special damage power, observe how my opponent thinks and fights, outwit, but only to target characters with one or more action tokens. Bane has protected outwit, but only against characters with one or more action tokens. Uh, since it's lowercase, I believe that means that power is protected outwit. That's um, my understanding, yes. That's, that's my understanding, too. Let me load Twitter here, because I didn't have his dial saved to my pictures. What a dumb dumb. While, you, while you're doing that, I do want to make a correction, because I just realized something. Yeah. I said that probably the only duo in the set is Hawkman and Hawkgirl. I I now do not think that that is true, but we'll get into why here in a second. Right. Bane, the coloring on the card made me think he had pulse wave top dial. Obviously, that'd be ridiculous. He has charge for three clicks, comp, uh, comp reflexes, quake for three clicks with an 11 top dial. He has an 18 defense on both his last and uh, first click, which is invincible, so that's cool. He begins and ends with it. He has Indomitable. He's only 100 points. He has three damage with a special damage power, so that's his cool outwit for his top three clicks. Then he has Invulnerability through his middle dial, his second through fifth click. His last three clicks look like Sidestep, and then he has his special attack power, which is they modify their attack and damage value by 
negative one if he hits them with a 10, 11, 12 on his very last click. He also has combat reflexes, which is not going to make it easier to hit. So if you choose to use the harness and combat reflexes, he can have a 12, 13 to 14 attack with four damage on every single click. Which, oh, sorry, five damage, excuse me, on every single click back dial. Top dial, he'll have a 12, 4 if you choose to use the harness, which is, you know, that's not dumb or anything. I absolutely love this Bane. His sculpt is cool as all heck. He also has the Gotham City... Sorry, the Batman enemy team ability. Excuse me. No, I love this Bane so much. Oh my gosh, he's great. Not only is he really good, like, by himself, this is probably going to be one of those Batman enemies that people actually use on their team because his base attack is good enough to That's copy the... it onto the other Batman enemies. So, I mean, at the end of the dial, he has 12 attack. But on top dial, he has 11. So regardless, I mean, that's he's he's really good, too. Oh, yeah. All right. Are you ready to get into chases? Oh, let's do it. All right. So first, I just want to say everyone should probably know this at this point. The chase theme for the set is the Super Friends. Yay. Yay. I I Whatever. I, I actually that, really dig the simplicity in the sculpts and how cartoony they look. Yeah, they do look really cartoony. That's fun. Um, here's where I thought a second ago that there might be a second duo click in this. I forgot about the Wonder Twins. Please. Please. I mean, I would hate you if you make them a chase, which you probably will because you hate me. But yes, please, the Wonder Twins. Oh my gosh. Okay, so... For some so, reason, this piece is still $16, and I'm not going <laughs> to... So as of right now, we have... Let's see, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, The Flash, Robin. Is that it? I think that... Wonder Woman, it. Green Lantern, The Flash, Robin, and Hawk Girl. How could you oh, yep, you're right. You're a Hawk Girl. So that's only five, right? And how many chases are that there? That is five. I believe they said eight. I okay. think you're wrong. So Batman, Superman, and Wonder Twins. It better be Wonder Twins, because I'd actually prefer Apache Chief being... A super rare. All right, so that's my prediction. But why why are these uh, why are these chases important to talk about? Well, number one, they just left out art on many of them. <laughs> many of the chases, or a couple of the chases, generate bystanders, and the bystanders just don't have art on the back of the card, including Green Lantern and. Hawk Girl. They just don't have art. I don't um, know if they can't use the art from the TV show or something like I don't know what is stopping them from using that, but whatever. Maybe. That could be a possibility. Maybe Hanna-Barbera's breathing down their neck. Yeah, Ra's al Ghul, I'm pretty sure, also does not have art for the pogs that he generates, but that's neither here nor there right now. Why are we talking about these chases, Calder? Because they're chases. No, because they have an incredibly stupid good trouble alert trait. Shall I? Think, I? Is it? I think it's trouble alert. Trouble alert? Oh, it is trouble. Yeah, or troop alert. I don't, troop, I don't, how I don't remember this show. How dare I think the normal English language would just be trouble alert. Instead, it's troop alert. Obviously. <laughs> so what dumb. What an idiot I am. <laughs> uh, okay. Friends, so every one of these chases have this trait. Caller, take it away. All right, uh, I'm going to start with Green Lantern, since that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm just going to read the trade anyways. Trouble alert, come in Green Lantern, sideline active. So they are under sideline. Friendly characters have free if this character 
If this character critical missed this turn or made a third attack this turn, if they somehow make a third attack, I'm already impressed, made a third attack this turn that misses all opposing characters, place a character from your sideline that can use the trouble alert trait adjacent in at their blue starting line at the beginning of your turn. If blank started the game due to trouble alert, roll d6 on a four through six deal blank one unavoidable damage. So their blue starting line normally has three clicks. It's normally pretty solid. It's incredibly situational. So if you roll a crit miss, you're like, I'll actually take that because then I have, let's just say Green Lantern, sidestep, TK, barrier, and enhancement, which is really, really good, right? So, and they're free to put on your sideline. They aren't five points like ID cards. They aren't whatever. They are free for your sideline. All they do is take up that one out of nine sideline slots you would have in 300 Modern, which is absolutely dumb. And that is the normal trouble alert trait. I can just go into, they all have the occasional weakness trait, which is different for everybody. Green Lantern's occasional weakness is yellow. Obviously, and that's actually super fitting. Characters displaying a yellow power on the combat dial. So it's not a pick a power character. We can just be like, oh, I choose Pulse Wave or something. No, they have to actually display it on their combat dial. Modify their attack value plus two when attacking only Green Lantern. Characters displaying a yellow power on their combat dial. Modify defense value by plus two when Green Lantern attacks them. That is absolutely stupid good. And just to finish out Green Lantern, he has Green Lantern core, Justice League, and I have no idea. Super Friends. That's okay. New keyword, Super Friends. Very cool. He has... Basically, I'm not going to go over the entire dial. He has a special damage power, and this is only top dial, which is Cairo, my Venetian sidekick. Hope I said that right. Sorry if you're Venusian, Venetian, or whatever. I don't want to offend you. Power, once per game, generate a Cairo by standard. For the rest of the game, Green Lantern may carry that character in addition to any other carried character. He has traded. Cairo can't be targeted with a ranged combat attack if he is adjacent to Green Lantern. So he's pretty much immune to attacks. He has defend with a 14 defense, 8 attack with support. So he's rolling a 6 when he rolls for support. Green Lantern's cool. Uh, He has flight, 6 range. His blue dial, which is 30 points, is what I would always play him at, since even though Cairo's really good, and but you can only bring him in at the 70-point line, he has sidestep, TK, barrier, and enhancement, and then once he takes one damage, which is very possible, since he can be brought in through the game on a 4 through 6, he actually gets running shot pulse wave with ESD, and he keeps enhancing the entire dial, which can be really good for just a little tertiary attacker. He He's going to be a character your opponent is going to have to take out for 0 points. So we need to go back a little bit because we really need to talk about this trait All right. quite a bit more. Realistically, none of these characters are going to be played on their top dial, like ever. Uh, th- they're just not that great overall. Like Some of them are okay, they're, they're decent, but they're not super fantastic. But here is why I'm making a wild prediction right now, but see if I'm not right here in like six months, okay? All of these are going to be crazy, highly sought after. Yes. And the reason is because of this trait. Yes. And the reason because of the trait is because there's absolutely no cost to this. So, basically, look forward to every meta team from now on out to have, they have extra slots on their sideline. They are going to be filling them in with these. Do you want to be rolling critical misses and stuff like that? Absolutely not. But sometimes when you roll critical misses... You can't help it. You can't prob it. There's nothing you can do. So at least you can get some soulless effect by having as many of these on your sideline as you possibly can. 
And they all do some of, well, uh, some of them do some pretty unbelievably dumb stuff for free. So Green Lantern, just free to bring him in. You've got Barrier and, and TK and Enhancement, which is already dumb. There's, once again, no downfall to this. The only thing it's going to cost these people is the actual real-life money it costs <laughs> to get a hold of these. That, it, it's so all it costs them. There is no team, I think, that I've seen have nine sideline characters in 300 meta. Unless it's like an X-Men themed team that just wants to fill it out with all of these student ID cards. And most of them aren't even that good. So there's literally no point for you to not have a zero point character a part of your team. Because it's not like there's a new character that makes every miss a crit miss or anything. This is like <laughs> a very situ- this is like a very situational sidelined ID card that's free that just there's no reason not to have it on your sideline. And it's not just it's not just Green Lantern either. So I wholly expect there to be every meta team from now on out to have as many of these filling up spots as they possibly can because they all do different things. It's basically like adding another toolbox to your sideline of just possibilities to bring them in. And once again, it's really situational, but when it happens, I guarantee you it there are going to be games where they are swung in your favor based off of you accidentally missing for a third time and then turning the game around by bringing in all these at least one of these stupid characters. So, I don't really want to go into the dial. It's not really that important. Here's what you get from the Flash from bringing him in. Um Hypersonic speed, 11 speed, with 10 attack precision strike, with probability control. So you get your you get a probability control. Something the, very important though is that he is flight. His hypersonic oh, yeah, yeah. speed is flight with zero passengers, but that's nuts. Uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is like by far the least of all of them. She's oh, the yeah. least impressive. Robin exists. Oh no! Okay, a Robin. Robin Although he is too. perplexed, but that's... no, yeah, no, he is perplexed. One woman is, he is just better. Uh... okay. Yeah. So she comes in with uh, toughness and leadership and charge and a ten attack with a special attack power that says free. Choose an opposing character within five squares and line of fire that has a character adjacent to it. Roll a d6 for that character and each character adjacent to it. If you roll a four through six, give the character you rolled for an action token. So there's just a possibility of giving an action token. For and that is free, which is dumb. Yeah, yeah, it's free. You don't have to actually attack. I mean, you can attack with her, and then you can roll for this. So, I mean, she's only swinging three damage for the attack with ten attack, but, I mean, it's still free. So yeah. that that happened. Um, the Hawk Girl, when she comes in, she has... 8 speed with charge, 11 attack with a special power. I'll get into that in a second. She has 16 defense with super senses and 2 damage exploit. So you have a 4 square charge, 11 attack exploit. Like one attack has never changed the course of a game in the history of Heroclix, lied Chris. Um, (laughs) She does have a, a thing that says power, generate an average bird bystander. If no other friendly characters are within 4 squares, generate 2 instead. So that that's really dumb, honestly. So if she actually charges forward with no friendly characters near her, she can make two birds right next to somebody. Well, yeah, but it's a power. She, she next it'll be turn. like the next turn. Oh, I'll um, actually do the next two turns because I don't want to push her. But anyways, yeah. So the bird gives Flurry nine attack and one damage. Oh, and it has autonomous. So there's 
That I That guess. is really good, because that's a free, completely free, to do flurry. I mean, nine attack, one damage, sure, but it's not costing your actions anything. I'll push these birds to death, I don't care. Yeah, so what, and what does the uh, Robin do? He's perplexed. I, I really don't know anything else about him. Oh, I, 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 I care it. so little about Robin. That it's sidestep perplex okay. is what it is. So I don't see a reason why there won't be like four or six or eight of these. I'm assuming that all of them will have this trait. So all of them will have some kind of weird thing that you can just pull them in out of nowhere and trigger this little ability. By the way, there's no wording on here that prevents you from having more than one of these on the field at once. So, I mean, you could theoretically bring yeah. in more than one of these actually on the same turn. So, man, if your luck is crazy bad and you're like, okay, I attack double once. Well, crap. All right, well, I'll bring in Robin. All right, perplex up my guy. A second attack. Oh, uh, oh crap. That was a critical miss, too. I guess I'll bring in my hot girl. Um, like, that is what could happen in this game. And... There's also the possibility, like, you might just want to bring one of these in, so you might be like, well, I've already missed two attacks this game. Let me attack somebody that I know is not going to hit anyway to trigger the third missed attack for the game just to bring in my Superman or whatever. Absolutely. I don't think we have seen in a while chases that will absolutely be on teams. So I would agree, except for be, maybe Kingdom Come. Okay. Because right, those may, are really solid. So because that's true, I really wholeheartedly believe this. They're going to be on all these teams. They're going to be skyrocketed in price because they're going to be so sought after because of meta games. So I guess we'll see. That's that's all I got left to say about that. Um, I want to say I absolutely do love these pieces. They're not only flavorful and fun, but they are incredibly competitive. And I like characters that are flavorful and fun that are also show up in the competitive because it kind of gets boring when you're playing against Unimind. Well, like, who's Unimind? I don't know. He's a big green booger man. I've never actually read a comic with Unimind in it. I don't really care about facing him or anything. So it's kind of actually cool to play. <laughs> big, green, big green booger man? That's what he looks like, Chris. Don't, don't right. lie to yourself. <laughs> so, no, it's actually kind of cool now that I'm going to be seeing characters I actually kind of care about. And they're wacky. They're fun. It's great. I love it. Hey, last thing I want to say about Batman before we move on in the podcast, the Batman set. You know who just is absolute garbage, though? Well, who's again, that? Again, again, Harvey Bullock. <laughs> He's so bad. There are a couple of, like, really bad figures. Overall, this is, like, a really good set. It's really good. Um, but Harvey Bullock is pretty garbage again. Just funny, because I actually liked Harvey Bullock in the animated series. I might be the only person out there that did. If you liked Harvey Bullock, tweet in or message us on Facebook and let us know, because I just think that that's funny. And then we can have, like, some solidarity going on. Like, yes, I'm not the only one. And sit at my house and cry alone knowing that. <laughs> okay, right. then. Is that all uh, that you wanted to talk about entirely in the Batman animated set? Yes. Okay, well, before we get on to the wonderful community, we should talk about how Dial H works off the value-for-value value model. Our goal is to entertain you guys and gals, so if you feel that we give you value in your life, consider showing us some love and leveling up your heroic so you rank so you can earn your heroic titles. Uh, the heroic rank level-ups occur the first episode of every month. 
Hint, hint, that's next episode. So uh, don't forget to jump on that. Get your titles. And those titles are always going to be read on this podcast, especially in the community section. So uh, we are getting more people in the community section. I've noticed that, and I really like when you guys jump in. We appreciate that. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for you wonderful people out there. But uh, let's go ahead and actually get into the community. There are dozens of us. Dozens! As always, Dial H puts a Community Tuesday question up on Facebook and on Twitter. And uh, we did not get that many answers this week, but it's actually probably pretty good because the answers that we got were uh, a little bit longer. And it was a complicated question, and it got complicated answers. Yeah, that's very true. The community question this week was, with the addition of environmental maps with the Batman animated series set, what special maps would you like to see in the future? How many points would they cost? And what kind of special rules would they bring? Calder, do you want to start us off on Facebook, or do you have one of your own? Uh, I have one of my own. I have to research something really quick before I say it, because I don't actually know how I would say this, so I'm just going to go to Michael Turner here. I want to see the original Infinity Challenge and Hypertime maps reprinted for current environment. I miss having Batman hide on the swings. Uh, Alicaster then said, yes, that would be amazing. Not exactly what I was going for, but yeah, sure, I'll take it. Right on. Uh, I don't know if I could come up with a good one, honestly. I, I would really love a map that has to do with Mr. Freeze for this set. The Ice Age. Yeah, yeah. where, like, if you move, then you, you can't stop or something, you know? Oh, you, you just move keep in slipping? A yeah, uh, like you slide on the map or something. I would like that. I don't know. It's, it's flavorful and fun. But we got an answer from uh, Superfan and protagonist Seth Aaron. He went into all kinds of stuff for this, too, so it's actually really cool. He wanted a graveyard map that cost 10 points. He named some of the powers. Uh, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Power, generate up to five zombie bystanders on the map at a time. Look, there's one now. Bystanders named Zombie are generated in a square of hindering terrain that is adjacent to an opposing character. And then he actually gave uh, the st- stats for zombies. Um, they have autonomous, and uh, they have eight movement with plasticity. Uh, nine attack, which is blank. There's <laughs> he named all these powers, by the way. Eighteen defense was, or I'm sorry, fifteen defense blank, and two damage with empower. So kind of like uh, all of the zombies ganging up and making a zombie horde that you can move around and attack people for actual damage. Hmm, I like that. So. For my, I just I had to read up a little bit about how to actually play craps. Uh, since it's played with two dice, I would think it'd be really cool to have a casino map where you both play a game of craps and then roll to see who, A, gets plus one to all stats, is what I would say, or at least gets one more action like total for their team who wins like the map roll or this little game of craps. So I, I assume this is how craps is played. There's a long table, and since Heroclix actually has markers for each one, you just have to, what, you have to say what? I need a three, and you have to hope it appears a collective total of three on both dice. Is that correct, Chris? But I have actually, no idea how I'm to not, play craps. I'm not, I'm not a gambling man, but uh, <laughs> totally, uh, I say I'm not a gambling man, but I play Heroclix, and it takes a lot of money. But I think that would be really, like, flavorful. So just be like, I place a bet. Like, you could you could literally bet a figure on your force. You both have to put a figure up for bet. Now this is me completely going off the rails here. A 50-point figure. Let's just make it that. Something simple. 50 or less. And you both put up a figure, relatively same point value. You both bet that figure. So if you lose, 
the opponent gets that figure for the game. You roll, you see who wins, and uh, I, see, I think you roll like three times, and if no one gets it at all, their original bet, then just whatever, play the game like normal. But if not, I think that would be really cool. Uh, just, just make this even more gambling, please. I, I love it. So Dude, I think that you should uh, bet un, unavoidable clicks of damage. Oh, jeez. There we go. <laughs> like, all right, I'll bet one, and then they have to match you or exceed you and keep upping the ante of just giving damage to your team. That could be abused so badly. I didn't think about that before I said it. Never mind. See, Chris, <laughs> he wants the game to be over before you even put characters in your starting area. I bet eight points of unavoidable damage. Here we go. Roll for, like, the big one. It's like, oh, never mind. I just killed my main guy. So um, uh, thank you for playing. And then you just sit for 40 minutes looking at each other like, well, that was a, that was a fun map roll. I've played games where you uh, honestly just sit there for 40 minutes staring oh, at each other because the game ended so quickly. Not that quickly, but still pretty quickly. Hey, if WizKids wants to get wild, let's get wild. Ronald Wieland, Alicaster, Ronald Wieland. Uh, he, he just, like, once again, he said, rep up. For old maps, absolutely. He would also love to see WizKids make more uh, the Neoprene maps. Maybe make a set of six of them that all have different abilities for the main keywords, like Avengers, Justice League, and X-Men. Also, add all the teams to get the ability. You just have to have a theme team of that kind, so that's kind of neat. Avengers Headquarters map effect. If you have an Avengers theme team, add this effect to your team. Your highest point character gains leadership, and your lowest point character gains perplex. That's really cool. Very simple. I absolutely like. What if they already have leadership or perplex? Then maybe they get plus one stats. I don't. I hey, I'm I'm. I, I would always run that map. Always. Oh, for sure. We have an answer from Space Monkey Jesse. Said maps that push for theme team bonuses, like an extra movement, or ignores hindering for movement, something that's not broken. I see where you're going. I think that would be cool. Like so, you specifically just like. Um, just like he said, you get like an Avengers theme team on your Avengers compound map, and they all, if as long as they have the keyword, get something. I think they could definitely make that not broken, but man, balancing that might be a little difficult. The, the point total would definitely change, depending on like keywords and stuff like that. And they definitely could go back and reprint a bunch of maps. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, J.R. Smith on Facebook, The Danger Room. Up to 50 points, minimum 10. So this could be a lot for map here. There'd be four to six different global effects. Could be something like all the lowest levels of terrain is clear terrain. Oh, sorry. All the lowest levels of clear terrain are water terrain. Or all characters with flight get a plus one speed and attack or whatever. They could be weaker or stronger than my examples. But either way, all of them would be the same power level. You spend 10 of your build total. Choose one at the start of the game. Then you can spend 10 more on your turn as a free action. So that would mean you'd have to leave out points to continue to spend. Uh, that that could be a little weird. That's never happened before in any game, I believe. Uh, so or you'd spend ten points throughout the game, and then you can spend uh, to change the interim program. I'm not sure what the constellation would be. Any suggestions? My suggestion would be Professor X is always watching, so you get a plus one uh, to the defense if someone tries to target you with mind control or something, right? Because okay. he's, he's always kind of yeah. staring at it. Like looking at the thing, so maybe make it a plus two. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. There's okay. always a teacher doing something. So yeah, that's what I would be a constellation. If you ask me. So we finally got little plastic superheroes to let us know that he wanted to be a superhero. That's his ah. rank and title on the podcast. Uh, he said a Mogo map would be awesome. Maybe spend X amount of points and get a simple resource dial that can be used anywhere on the map. 
Powers like Barrier, Perplex, Outwit, Force Blast, and Telekinesis. I, I'll be honest, it's been a while since I did a... What were those um, little dials that were kept off the map? Event dials or yes, something like that? Yes, event dials. Then? That is what they yeah. are. Yeah. I th that's what I thought of. I, he said, I mean, he specifically said resource dials, not event dials, but he made me think of or event dials. And I was like, hmm, okay. And like, if you click it as the game turn order goes, you get like random powers and stuff like that, and you sit off the side. That's true. All right, I can deal with that. Uh, last one on Facebook is Wayne Heroclix. I believe that is his real last name. Is Heroclix? I want. <laughs> that sounds like a new listener. And that's all you know. Uh, he said, yeah, Danger Room and a new Krakoa would be cool. So he's just like, man, I just want new maps. Right on. And I'm with him. Tiamu. By the way, man, let us know if WizKids finally got a hold of you. I know that he messaged them for distribution errors going on in Europe. So let us know. But he said, I haven't played the old Krakoa map. There's an it's echo a fan in there, favorite. <laughs> Uh, I haven't played the old Krakoa map, so I can't say what would go on it, but some kind of updated, not-as-broken version of that would be cool. Actually, have you ever played on the Krakoa map, Calder? I have never played on the Krakoa it's, map it, at all. It's pretty dumb, man. It's pretty dumb. Because you get to, like, make free attacks and stuff using the special terrain, and it, it's, it's a pain in the butt to uh, play around. But he also said, I also think someone said on Facebook about getting team abilities. If your theme team matches the map, you, and you pay like five to ten points. So yeah, no, that sounds like it, an easy one that they could do, and I'm all for it. Like I need my I need my giant men and ant man to all be stronger than what they are, so that people will nice. actually be scared of them for once. All right, I'm all for that. Silence falls over the room. <laughs> I, I was waiting on you to keep I going. I know why. Well, what else? Uh, no, I'm done on Facebook. Oh, I got right, nothing. Man. Nothing. All right, I got a couple more, a few more. Uh, we have Chris Kurtz said, I play theme teams almost all the time. Getting a map really helps now. I like it. Cool. All right. Bushido said, I would love a labyrinth with optional Minotaur. Oh, um, is there something to do with that, though? Isn't there a map? Have, has that already been spoiled, or did I just dream this? It There's was a map. all a dream. Okay. Uh, the Minotaur did get spoiled, though. He's really good. People should no, the Minotaur did get spoiled, but this it's probably precognition, man. I don't like to brag, but I have precognition. I don't. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say this. There's a map that has something to do with Riddler and this Minotaur, and it's a maze map, and you it's optional, obviously, the points where you can get, like, Minotaurs pop up on the map or something like that, like a bystander token. I don't know. That's what I – maybe that was a dream, or maybe I really read that. I'm not sure. We'll find <laughs> out. Um, oh, <laughs> Citizen Collectible said, uh, one, boosters come with one square of plastic terrain that could be overlaid on a map or interlock with others for larger terrain or a larger 3D map. Two, HeroClicks.com lets you design and order custom maps and three, secondary maps only accessible by phasing teleport limbo. Did he even answer the right question? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I absolutely love the idea of getting one little, like, square, like those little cardboard things we get with starter sets, one little piece of terrain in a boot. Yeah. That's, I, ah, man, I'm just, that would just re-addict me to hero clicks all over again, especially sealed. Oh, my gosh. How fun would it be if you had the ability to pay one point per one square 
of terrain that you bring to the map and at the beginning of the very game you basically just overlay them like special terrain across the map how you want to so uh, i would do like what two points for hindering terrain if we just made it super simple so give you two points hindering terrain one point would be obscuring terrain and then i would do like what else is there barrier then i five <laughs> barrier oh what are there things with me I would do like five points for a piece of blocking terrain that you can just set down. That could be nuts. Okay. I love that. Yeah, no, I think you're right because they would have to scale the point value on the individual types of terrain because yeah. here's what I would expect. Someone would like wall themselves off or wall an opponent in at the beginning of the map. You'd have to be like can't be within five squares of the starting area. But yes, I would agree. That could be bad. Very bad. I still – you know what? I feel like WizKid screws this game up enough anyway. Might as well just go for it. <laughs> go all in, guys. Just go all in. It'll be fine. And the last, <laughs> the last answer that I have on Twitter is from Coach Step. A moon map where there is less gravity, so everyone gets a plus two to their movement and ignores elevation. Plus ten points for the effect. Um... I think, I think what they're, I think what they're trying to do is make it so like the point you pay for it, so only you get the bonus. And if you don't win map, then you get the consolation. He wants basic like this is a full blown, everybody battlefield condition. There you go, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they could do all kinds of stuff with this. Will they? I don't know. It'll probably die immediately after this set, and we'll never see I special maps printed ever again. Don't say that. Uh. <laughs> don't say that. Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, come on. Moving on, we don't have any Arabian birthdays this week. We so do. We, have some, we do. We do. I just I try to stealthily send that to you on Twitter because I forgot to mention earlier. But it is David Cologne's. It was David Cologne's birthday this weekend. Oh, when was it? June twenty second, I believe. Okay, right on. Well, happy birthday, Mr. Cologne. Happy. First thing we're going to get from him is going to be like, that's not how you pronounce my last name. Please stop. (laughs) Okay. We don't have any other happy birthdays this week? As far as I'm aware, yes. Okay, cool. Well, if you have somebody in your life or it's your birthday uh, that has a birthday, let us know when it is. Uh, don't send it to Calder. Send it to me so I know yep. what's going on before, <laughs> before uh, we start recording. Uh, and we'll try to get that official Dial H for Hero Clicks happy Arabian birthday on the podcast for you. Do we have anything else that we need that I need to know about before we get out of here, Calder? I believe no. So I think we are ready to roll. Okay. Last thing I want to say is uh, I did reach out to some people on Twitter asking since – a lot of the traveling has been screwing up. A lot of what's been going on. I haven't been able to post daily comic book trivia on Twitter. So I'm going to start again tomorrow. So this is going to be a perfect example to not only plug Twitter and Facebook, but uh, you can get on and check all that out. So make sure and follow us on Facebook. You can get the daily comic book trivia on Twitter at dial h for hero clicks that is the number four you can send us an email at dial h for hero clicks at gmail.com if you would like to get a hold of us send us any kind of uh stories about games you've played or questions you know what we never get calder what's that questions about us 
<laughs> Have you ever noticed that? No one cares. Who are no you, you us international men of mystery? That's what it is. Yeah. Like Austin Powers. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Speaking of Austin Powers, uh, instead of just daily comic trivia, why stop there? Let's do daily shirtless pictures, everybody. All I'm saying, donate five bucks to Patreon if you want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just a reminder, again, this is the last episode of the month. The next episode is going to be the heroic level rank up. So, some people are going to rank up. If you want to jump on the bandwagon, like some of the gentlemen that have been wonderful and supported us and if not if you don't want to give us mo- our give us your money you can make sure to retweet things that we put out and just help us grow the community i liked meeting a lot of people at origins that was really fun but part of the community grows because you go out there and tell other people that you listen to a podcast so that would help and uh it might be a reason for you and a friend of yours to have a conversation when you're not listening to the podcast about the podcast and hero clicks and stuff like that i know that there's some of that out there like uh tamu and petri right live in two different countries but connect with each other over this podcast we would love to be that for you guys so that's all i have Hit it, Calder. Yeah, I'm ready to read us out. As a reminder, Dial H for Heroclux is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. You can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclux singles and seal products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails. My, 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 my side.